Oh, man, I just lost a chunk of my nest egg in the market whipsaw. Oh, sorry to hear that. Looks like I'll be wearing a yellow apron well into my 70s. Welcome to Wall... Hey, don't get down. Get educated. Listen to the Total Financial Hour with host Arif Halaby Sundays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. What did you learn? How not to go backwards with the market, my friend, and have the opportunity to move forward with market growth. That's exactly what I need. So learn about your financial power with the Total Financial Hour Sundays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. here on AM870, The Answer. The information on this show is not intended to be the primary basis for investment decisions and should not be used to provide financial advice. Please obtain the guidance of a financial professional regarding your particular financial concerns. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. This program reflects the views of Arif Halaby, California Insurance License 0B93792 of TFS Financial Insurance Services. TFS Financial Insurance Services, California Insurance License Number 0F22477, provides retirement income strategies using insurance and annuity products, which are guaranteed by the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategy, learn from Arab Halabi. Hey, welcome to the show. Thanks for being with me today. Give us a call at 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. All right, I got to get that number out of the way. All right, we're talking about your family's finances, but uh, have you noticed something? Now, now, listen, I think you're you're in the middle of it, and here's what the it is. Have you ever noticed that something like symbolism over substance? Now, if you if you've paid attention to, I don't know whether it be religious teachings or whether it be um, political speak, you, you get a chance to hear that conversation happen a lot. Symbolism over substance. It's often referred to the left. Sometimes used gratuitously. Okay, I'll give them that much. But what does it mean? And are there actual examples of what that's about? (laughs) Well, let's go over a couple. First of all, when we say symbolism over substance, that means I want to look like I'm doing something, not do the something. That means I want to look like I care, not really care. It means I, I, I want to look like Versus being like. All right, so let's go over some examples. You know, a, a few years ago, Mayor Bloomberg in New York and, and Gray Davis, uh, the governor of California, and some of these big cities. And I'm sharing this with you because I want to warn your small towns. I want to warn the, the small towns of our state to watch out because if you don't think they're coming for you, if you don't think you have to protect your big cities first, I think you will be surprised. Because 20 years ago, if you would have come to me and said, Arif, they're going to ban plastic straws. I would say, guys, on the Total Financial Hour, we are going to talk about a lot of things. But no way would we ever talk about banning plastic straws. That is just ridiculous. Who would ever do that? Well, of course, what do they do in California now? They ban plastic straws. They actually think it makes a difference. So they all high five each other and then they go off and have a latte. Whew. Hard work today, says the state legislature, says city council. Now, there's a logical point in your mind that says, you know, that would be nice if people did use less straws. How about you just think for a minute? If you give the progressives an inch, it is no longer the Democrats from college. Right. When you were a college kid and you're thinking, you know, when I was a a college kid, I was probably a little more liberal. You know, I want some ideas, free speech. Right. We would say things such as, 
I may not agree with what you say, but I would defend to the death your right to say it. That was a college campus theme throughout because the right was suppressing speech. Except today, what is it? Today, it has nothing to do with that. It all comes from the left, not just the left, the far left. So what has they used when it's symbolism over substance? What kind of symbolism have they used? Very simple. Well, we want to save a turtle. They show a picture of a turtle with, you know, with a straw coming out of its ear and they say, let's save turtles. And everybody's like, yay, save, save turtles. So then they, they, they ship to the stores paper straw. So restaurants now hand out paper straws. Except you're sitting there, you're enjoying a drink. Remember the good old days when you would, you know, sit in a restaurant and for, for a while and enjoy yourself and you're using a paper straw. And then, of course, it gets soggy, so you need a second paper straw. And then by the time you're done, you're probably, no kidding, I use about three paper straws. And so I'm using the three paper straws. Now, think about it. A straw is the same volume, right? This is the substance part of what I'm saying. The symbolism is we ban straws, everybody high fives, we pat each other on the back, we say hard work day at, uh, at, at the state or city council, right? But you understand it's the same volume. In other words, it's the same round size. So if I use three paper straws for one plastic straw, that means you have to use three times the amount of trucks, three times the amount of labor, three times the amount of manufacturing and the cost for the machines, three times the amount of energy and diesel fuel, three times the amount of labor, three times the amount of storage space. Must I go on? I think so. Because otherwise you guys would not stand for this silliness. Because if you think that's all they're going to do, if you think that's all the progressives are going to do, surprise. And now you're a retiree. And our clients love to retire. Many to retire throughout many cities across the country. They enjoy life. They leave the big cities. They leave the expensive states like California and they come to Utah. They leave the big expensive uh, cities like Seattle and San Francisco. And they move to Boise or Henderson. Now, when they bring those crazy politics with them. And when you are now one of those retirees who are there, don't be surprised if the crazies are right around the corner. You know, a lot of people say, listen, I have friends in Texas and, and they tell Californians, we, we don't want you guys. Now I tell them, okay, let's qualify that, guys. You want the conservative Californians that are fleeing because they don't, <laughs> they're the most advocate, uh, the, the, the biggest advocates for freedom, for Second Amendment, for leave me alone, let government get out of my business, than even the locals are. So not all of them, but if you have a conservative that's fleeing, Imagine a former smoker, right? How much of a zealot, anti-smoking zealot, is a former smoker? Well, quite a bit, most likely, because they're the ones that know the problem. So if you have a former Californian that comes to your city or your state and they're conservative, hook your wagon with them or tell them to get behind you because they are the ones that will give you chapter and verse of why those policies are so messed up. Banning plastic straws. What, what do they think? Then they show pictures of the sea with all of this waste. And yes, there's waste on the sea. There's waste everywhere all the time. Nothing like the 70s when people would drive down the street and without a thought would throw a bag 
of fast food uh, waste items, right? A bag of uh, your local hamburger stand. Just throw it right out the window. That doesn't happen as much. People are more conscious about the environment. But they use video from China or from Vietnam or from the Philippines where there's waste like nobody's business. So educate them like they did us. Don't ban us from using straws. Our straws are recycled. They go into the, to the trash system. And they try to tell you landfills are the problem. Let's be clear. Symbolism over substance. Landfills, they show it. You know, waste and all the landfills and the dirty stuff. There is somewhere around 500 years, 500 years worth of landfills still left in the United States. 500 years. Go back 500 years. You're like, Eric, where do you get that statistic? It's not a problem. Listen, I understand that our local, state, and county legislatures are going to say no more landfills. All right, so that's man-made. That's self-inflicted. If you think that there isn't the space, and my word, the education to do it right, the, the knowledge to do it right, to create parks and rivers, to harness the methane gas that comes out and use it for energy. I'm not an advocate of, uh, of you know, waste, throwing things away and landfills. But I want you to understand the symbolism over substance is going to affect your retirement, especially if you're young enough. If you're in your 60s or 70s and you're retired or going to be retired, or you're younger than that and you expect to live a long time, this is going to impact you. They did this thing in California that spent millions of dollars. It's called Proposition 65. Look it up. Proposition 65. It says companies and organizations and factories, you need to let people know, consumers know, that there are items inside of this this facility that actually has cancer-causing agents. So they put this Proposition 65 on the ballot, it passes overwhelmingly. People are like, yes, you need to tell us if there's cancer-causing agents. So who is this for? <laughs> it was for the lawyers. I don't know if you're aware, but if you're an attorney in California, you do pretty well financially. So what did they do? They went along, and they put these signs everywhere. So to avoid being sued, organizations, companies, gas stations, baby stores, restaurants, everybody put signs conspicuously in a corner, right next to where it says the amount of people that it can handle, right, the occupancy ratings. And it puts a sign that says, uh, Proposition 65 warning, there's uh, elements known to the state of California that causes cancer. Well, they just put them everywhere. So you realize when something is always happening, then it's almost never important. At least not important to recognize, not important to stand up. Because now, they show a picture of a lady with five children. She works for minimum wage, and she needs more money per hour. So all of us get behind it. Yay, help out. Mary, give her more money per hour. Give Susie a job with her six children. I get it. Except they forget to tell you that her skill set has not improved. That the job is not any better. I mean, it's, it's the same job, but it's worth a certain amount of money. You see, the left thinks the person, the type of person, the value of the person is what dictates the pay. 
The right, conservatives believe, that the job dictates the pay. That means if you sit around and you sweep the floor, I can sweep the floor, you can sweep the floor, he can sweep the floor, anybody can do it. I'm not saying you do the better job, the best job. I'm saying it's not a difficult job. So the work, the pay is less. I mean, I feel like I'm speaking to kindergarten, so you guys get this. But if you're a brain surgeon where it's four years of undergrad, medical school, on a 12, 15, 18 years worth of work to be the best brain surgeon around, well, it's like a pyramid. Very few people at the tip of that pyramid can do it. Right? By the time you get to the, the skill level, the patience, the, dur- the endurance, the, the stick-to-itiveness that it takes to be, quote, a brain surgeon, a heart surgeon, it's very difficult. You see, the conservatives believe the job, the quality of the work, that dictates the pay. Not the person. There's great people, wonderful people that are minimum wage workers. They go to work with a smile. They do the best job. The bathrooms are clean. The the fast food restaurants are amazing. We love those people. We need them. But a lot of other people can do that job. It's not a difficult one to learn. It's what, a, a couple of days worth of training, maybe. Not a couple of decades. And I've been around surgeons, in fact, a heart surgeon, who is just not a nice human being. I mean, he, he's rude to people. He, he degen, 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 oh my word. He talks down to the nurses. And you sit there and you're a little embarrassed that you witness this. Denigrates, that's the word I was looking for. It denigrates the people around him. Kind of puts down your, your ignorance. But oh my word, do you want that heart surgeon? If it's life or death, yes, I do. I'm not interested in being your friend, sir. Just fix me or my parents. Right? A lot of you think, oh, he's just so rude. Well, listen, I don't care about being rude. Fix my par- my family. I mean, listen, I we're not going to have coffee afterwards. Let's come to that conclusion now. I want the best heart surgeon or brain surgeon. I mean, you follow me on this? So you shouldn't pay that person less money because the person is not nice or because he's single or because he inherited $5 million and he doesn't, quote, need the money. You see, conservatives are different. They value how difficult the the job is. So I want to share this with you because you need to understand that the symbolism over substance permeates. It is coming if you don't stop it. You cannot give it an inch. I've told you this before. I'm here like that Pied Piper trying to tell you, watch out. Because what did they do next? They banned plastic bags. Right? They went along and they said, oh, it's about now it's plastic bags. Look at the plastic bags everywhere. Then they required you to bring your own bags to the grocery store. There's a, there's a store here in town. You guys know the store I'm talking about. They require you to bring your own bags, and they've always been very you know foo-foo and artsy. All right, fine. They forget to tell you that there's botulism in the bottom of those bags. There's bacteria from, from organic material that has sat there in the heat of the rear of your trunk before. These are pretty big problems. Plastic bags serve as also trash bags. Instead, now I have to go out and buy another small trash bag for my wastebaskets. So you didn't stop the manufacturer. In fact, the people that manufacture those little waste bags, they love it. This is a boom for them. 
as opposed to those other bags I can wrap a wet sweatsuit in, a uh, wetsuit or, or, or bathing suit, or I can take clothes. I mean, you get it? There's a lot of secondary uses. I would say most people don't just throw away those bags. They use them for something, at least one or two other uses. But back to symbolism over substance. Surprise, the inconvenience. Surprise, your ability to actually think that your finances make a difference. Here's a great thing we saw. uh, Well, we saw this across the country, in fact. Saw it right here. And now it's everywhere because a lot of the fast food chains are, you know, multi-state. And they do this thing called, well, we're going to put the caloric intake next to the item on the menu. So this hamburger is 810 pound, uh, 810 calories, up to as many as 1,200 calories if you get the cheese and the double patty and on and on. People need to know what the calories are in these uh, items. And then on the side of the machine, you know, next to certain fast food where you used to speak into a clown's mouth, right? You remember those restaurants? On the side there is a list of how many calories the ketchup is, how many calories this sauce, how many calories a small fries. And it's in four-point font or something that I can't even read it with reading glasses. And it's available upon request. Ask them and the manager, when was the last time you gave out three of these in a day? And they'll tell you probably never. But listen, the left feels better. They made restaurants, small and large, mostly mom-and-pop type restaurants, spend thousands of dollars on new signs, thousands of dollars on new menus and the reworking of of their items because they had to come up with a reasonably accurate representation of the caloric count for each item. And do you really care? Do you look at it? Do you go, oh, I would have the brownie, but I didn't know brownies that were, were fattening. Oh my gosh, where are all those calories? Really surprise, a brownie is fattening. So Surprise, a chocolate milkshake. Oh my gosh, what do you mean it's that many calories? If you didn't know this, folks, it means you, you don't know how to use a laptop or a search engine on your cell phone. If you cared that much, the information is always available. Except symbolism over substance, we are making America healthier. And so now when you go out to eat, now you're a retiree, you're enjoying a nice lunch on the patio, and your meals now cost more. Because a small business, where we spend our money, whether it's a clothing store whether it's a grocery store with the bags and the straws and at restaurants, right? In California, they don't let the grocery store give out bags. But next door to them, the CVS or the Walgreens or the Rite Aid, boy, they can carry, you know, they can give you a bag. And I went to a store. I went to one of the big uh, grocery stores. I won't tell you which one, but I went to them and I said, hey, listen, I'd like to sponsor it. I'd like to do 10,000 bags. I have a marketing budget and I'm going to print my name on it, courtesy of, and the name of the store. And you can give away 10,000 bags. And when you get down to 1,000, give me a call. I'll bring in another 10,000 and I will pay for those bags and I will pay the state fee. Right in California, we have an office. They have a state fee of 10 cents a bag. I'm like, I'm in. I'll pay that 10 cents. And they said, well, that's not how it works. We want it to punish. We want it to hurt the consumer. And if you give them a bag for free, even though it has your name on it, even though you're the one paying it, the consumer has to feel the price. 
So do you see, the symbolism over substance is ridiculous. And in St. George, if you guys don't stand up, I'm telling you, they're coming for you. And they're not going to be nice about it. Because they're going to make you feel bad, right? They call you names. That's the deal. Symbolism over substance. As soon as I can call you a racist, I shut you down. I call you the one of the worst names in the world. You're over. It's done. We, quote, cancel you. You're canceled. That's why we know that it, that <laughs> this will only end when the left eats itself, like the recent <laughs> New York Times uh, columnist. He said something in 2019. And it's debatable of how mean it was or not. So what? Don't be his friend. Instead, they fired him from his job. Do you not think they're coming for you? Oh, here's a video of you in college. Oh, here's something you said when you were intoxicated. Here's something you said when you were in Halloween. Joy Bear on The View dresses in blackface. The Democrat mayor from Virginia wears a KKK outfit. And advocately, openly advocates on the radio about killing a newborn baby. Look, look it up. You might have to be a, search on a different engine than, than Google because they're banning all sorts of things, hiding it. But you can see the Virginia governor. He clearly says, listen, that's between a mom and her doctor. If she should end the life of that baby. Excuse me? I thought it's called murder. Doesn't the district attorney get involved somewhere? How about the police? You know, maybe the homicide detectives. Where does that happen, sir? And yet he still serves as the governor. Joy Bear still uh, goes on TV as long as she has Whoopi Goldberg saying, oh, I still believe in her. I still trust her. She's not a racist. Oh, well, if Whoopi gives you the stamp, it must be it must be good. You better carry that card around with you. Get it laminated. Get it laminated because it could the, the moisture, you know, it could it could melt it. And if I were you, I'd get two. get a backup one. Keep it at home in a safe. Because if you think that the left is held to the same standard, Maxine Waters screaming for revolution, the whole squad going out and yelling about turning things over and, and advocating violence, advocating violence, and yet they, they edited. I mean, this is the shame. Even if you're a Democrat and you, you, know, you, you kind of bow your head a little bit, this is the ultimate nail in the coffin, as they say. This is the shame. They edited the video they showed during the, the clown, you know, kangaroo court of an impeachment trial to not show President Trump talking about peaceful protest. I mean, you could say all sorts of things. But at the end of the day, he didn't advocate violence. He said, go there and peacefully let them know your voice. There were, what, I don't know, 150,000, 200,000 people there? 300,000? Whatever the numbers were, what, there was, what, eight, 400, 200 people that's, that went into the Capitol? And you're telling me they stormed the Capitol. Why don't you take a look at the video of the people in Portland, Oregon, holding up fists, burning things, screaming and yelling, and then the others on the other side jumping up and down and, and having, uh, having fun, so to speak? I'm not saying there were those in there that, that did stuff. If you went in there and you weren't supposed to, then you're trespassing. You think the guy with, with that, um, what is it, the horns on his head was going to be the next Speaker of the House? 
Was that he was trying to overthrow and jockeying for his position in the next new government? I'm going to end this uh, this half hour with this, and then I'm going to come right back because I've got some more for you. In this symbolism over substance, this ends justifies the means mentality. It's the same. And think of it like this. If you're going through your day-to-day life and you expect to see, well, I guess real, genuine concern for your retirement dollars, for your money, and it's going to come from Wall Street, it's going to come from the same banks, Bank of America, which is Merrill Lynch, who gave out the information willingly, without a warrant and without your notification, and gave it out because your cell phone was pinged or you had a picture of you in the Capitol. You think they are going to trust and and watch and honor and respect your money? I don't know. I guess you have to think twice about that. That's pretty scary. The day Bank of America decided they were going to give out free to illegal aliens checking accounts and savings accounts, I think you have to think twice about who you work with. All right, stay with me. 888-99-RETIRE. 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. I'm Eric Hallaby, the Total Financial Hour. Stay with me. We'll be right back. Learn from Arif Halaby. Learn about financial power. The Total Financial Hour. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategy. Learn from Arab Hallaby. Hey, welcome back to the show. Thanks for staying with me. I'm Arab Hallaby. The total financial hour. Right here in your place for news, talk, and information. Triple eight ninety nine retire. That's eight 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 nine nine seven three eight four seven. Okay, as we're talking about symbolism over substance, kind of what we're seeing transfer. How is that impacting your retirement account? I mean, I've kind of laid out a case. I I hope you think that at least it's happening on some level. I think it's happening uh, kind of in an exponential speed, this downhill speed that just doesn't seem to slow down. It started, you know, with the banning of plastic straws in California and then plastic bags, of course, banning the 36-ounce drinks in New York City. We said, oh, you can't have that many drinks. Was that not incredibly funny when people just bought two? They just bought two 18 ounces. I mean, which meant two straws, two different uh, lids. So more plastic had to be wasted, more uh, energy trucking the the items to the store. But Mayor Bloomberg stood up at the time, right? Mayor Bloomberg said, boy, look at the difference we made. It's not just the actions. In my opinion, it's the it's the logic that goes with it. Right When somebody makes a mistake, is it a mistake or is it their logical conclusion of the way they think? And you say, listen, we, ha- we just have to part ways because the conclusion that you came up with and the, the logical justification that got you there is just something I'm not comfortable with. Or did you just take the, the correct facts and make the wrong decision? That happens. People do that. Right? I mean, that happens. So, so we'll work on that. I think you need to consider a couple of things. One of those is how do you consider you and your family 
when you retire, when you live, the money you want to leave behind, the things you want to do for them, why is it that all of a sudden this conversation about reparations for slavery comes along? So when they say that, it's taxes. Because you know the story, right? Robbing Peter to pay Paul. When you rob Peter to pay Paul, you're always going to have Paul's support. Paul thinks it's a good idea. He's like, yeah, you know what? I think this is a good idea. I'm good with that. I think you should take from them to give to me all day long. Right? When you rob Peter to pay Paul, everybody in that story, all of those people think it's a good idea. We're, we're yes, do two of those. Unless you're Peter. Right? When I take from you to give to them, they will vote it's a good idea. That's why democracy, as opposed to a republic, that's why democracy, Jefferson spoke quite quite often about it as a challenge. He said, we need a republic. We need a representation. Because the masses can gang up on the minority. That's why we have the Electoral College. Because when the masses, when the big states at the time Maybe it was Pennsylvania, New York. Today, it's going to be what? New York, Pennsylvania, Texas, uh, California, Illinois, maybe uh, Indiana. You're going to get some of those big states, the larger ones, Florida. And they get to dictate their will around the rest of the country. But the Electoral College came in and said, we're not going to let that happen. We're going to have a little bit of of a measure of a slowness. That's why the senators, the U.S. senators, go for six years. And that's why the House of Representatives are always running for re-election. Did you notice that? It's a two-year thing. As soon as they finish one, they take a couple months off, and bam, they're off for the next election. Whereas the U.S. senators can thumb their nose at everybody because they know you're not going to remember four years from now. Five years from now, you'll be like, oh, what was that again? I don't remember. So they make their most unpopular decisions early on, And they're more populous ones, the popular ones, towards the end of their term, because they know that's what you will remember. So along comes a few different things, like this reparation of slavery, and they say to you and others, we need to get paid because the system is racist. I don't know if you ever knew that, but I didn't know a system could be racist, but I guess it could. And the logic that they come to conclusion at the end of their story, they drive you down a road and they talk about this institution and that institution. And all I do, I think of uh, Frederick Douglass. I think he was an escaped slave, if not a freed one. Colonial America, one of the wealthiest men in Washington, D.C. Brilliant. President Obama. I mean, you could go from one bookend to the other. And you're telling me that as a system, we're racist. President Obama was elected as a black president, not once, but twice in, quote, a racist country. Maybe. I, listen, I, I'm not black, so I don't know. But I can tell you when you start talking about reparations and you're going to give money to somebody for something that their great grandparents didn't even do. Right. My great grandparents were not involved in slavery, slavery. No, were no, were their great grandparents slaves. Oh, yes, I know this is sensitive. But who do you think is going to pay, quote, the reparations, the taxes? The 27-year-old who doesn't have any money? Or the 80-year-old? Or the 65-year-old retiree? The reason the 60s, the 50s, 60s, 70s, the reason you guys have to care is simple. You're the ones with the money. A 32-year-old with three children, they don't 
I mean, they're going to vote, but they don't have any money. What, what are you going to charge them an extra $4 for, for something this week? It, it, it's nothing. It's not going to impact, quote, the reparations for slavery. They're going to take from you. And you're going to say, but wait a second. I missed my kid's recital. I showed up late for my mom's birthday party. I worked seven days a week. I worked uh, 12 hours. I tried to build my company. I built my business. <sighs> Finally, it worked. And now you're going to say that I'm responsible for something I had nothing to do with. Oh, but you benefited from the system that was at. Well, listen, if I was sleeping in my car and you told me that was a benefit, I would question it. If you go down to, to uh, I don't know, Kentucky or, or Mississippi or northern Florida, you go there and you tell those white folks, black folks, you t- you're benefiting from the system. They're going to say, excuse me, what are you talking about? We're getting along just fine. Right? If you can tell me exactly how somebody would be impacted versus somebody else, what, what is President Obama lucky? I, I don't know. Was Frederick Doug- Douglass lucky? BET television, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Oprah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I can go on and on. Bill Cosby, besides he's you know a rapist and a, and a pig, but he had success before we knew that about him. Right? So these are important things that you realize. You are the ones that at the end of this story... If they are going to say this needs reparations and we as a society vote for it, right? If the, if the Pauls vote for it, Peter versus Paul, right? As we said in our story, if the 32-year-olds vote for it, if uh, other people say that that are going to receive money from you, they're going to vote. This is a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I think we should get, take from you. Look at that car. How many do you need? How many cars do you need? Give me your car. They're already talking about you, you have to move out of your houses. You have to get, if you have more than one house, you have to give it to a minority. That's what communism did. Fidel Castro did not tear down all of the villas that were on the, 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 the Caribbean. He didn't tear those down. He left them. And he put in his most loyal supporters. So you had your farm taken if you were a Cuban immigrant now and in this country. Right, if you somebody who worked hard, you had fields, you had factories, you had you had uh, homes, whatever you had. They took them from you. You got on a boat with just what you could carry. And if you were fortunate, you made it to the United States and you started over. And some actually succeeded again, and some did never never did make that kind of uh, success again. But the factories didn't disappear, nor did the homes. Fidel Castro put his friends in it. Antifa will put their friends in it. BLM will put their friends in it. They don't know how to run a factory or a facility. But boy, are we going to look like we're making a difference? Is that symbolism going to happen? Think of it like this. It's like me hitting you in the shoulder and then saying, why didn't you stop hitting me? Like, excuse me, but you, you just hit me. No, no, no. Six of us just voted and we agreed that you were the one that hit me. I said, but, but, but you, I just, I felt it. I, I saw you swing your arm and hit me in the shoulder. Yeah, but you know, our point of view is different. Maybe you just can't understand our point of view. Maybe it's because you're racist. Symbolism over substances. If all of us feel like something is important, well, it doesn't matter what really happened or what really is taking place. Great example 
we saw this, just take a look. Take a look at gas prices right now. The, the energy of the Keystone Pipeline, right? When they're going to bring down the energy from Canada in a very efficient manner, they're going to have a pipeline. In some cases, it's underground. In some cases, it's above ground. The jobs for maintenance and building and manufacturing, repairs, all of that along that pipeline. The inexpensive energy, the ability for you and me and all of us to live and to have a comfortable life. Everything is nice. Oh, Biden comes in. I could have sworn I saw his fuzzy slippers on underneath that resolute desk, but maybe I was wrong. It was not a smoking jacket, regardless of what you think. He was literally there in a suit and tie for his two and a half hours of work. And the Keystone Pipeline was nixed. Now, do they think Canada's going to go, oh, gosh, golly gee, we're done. We are not going to be pulling out oil from the ground. Or do you think Canada is going to say, well, China, we'll sell it to you. Or do you think Canada is going to continue like they've been doing for years anyway, putting it on trucks and rail cars? Who do you think benefited the most by the Keystone Pipeline being struck down? Who do you think benefited the most? Warren Buffett. He owns all of the trains, the rail cars in this country. Did you know that? The staunch Democrat supporter Warren Buffett, who's close friends with Biden, owns the rail cars, owns the rail railways. This is important. You know this. Because it means nothing to stop the Keystone Pipeline as far as pushing back oil. It will make it more expensive because it has to come down in individual trucks or individual rail cars as opposed to a pipeline that runs 24-7. But when the pipeline was created, Warren Buffett took a hit, financially speaking. You could do, do the research. I don't think he even has any competition. I, I almost want to say it's a monopoly. And if you take a look at this Keystone Pipeline conversation and you say, well, at least, you know, we're, we're slowing down. We're slowing down the energy and, and the global greenhouse gases and all of that hogwash. You just ask yourself, it's still coming what kind of greenhouse gases, what kind of problems are you going to have by having trucks on every single railroad, uh, uh, railway uh, and roadway? What kind of problems are you going to have with car accidents, with fires? How many people are going to pass away by getting hit by these big rigs or people are going to fall asleep at night and on and on? Having more vehicles, not small ones, big ones on the road. The damage to the freeways the repairs that are needed to the highways. You know, he might think that he's doing something and satisfying the far left on the, the progressive side, but it, he's doing nothing for it. Now, many of you, switching gears a little bit, are fans, sports fans, like I once was. Uh, you know, I'll tell you, the Super Bowl was the only show, I, uh, only football game I watched this last season. Just my thing. I much more respect the flag than I do the uh, the NFL and and their uh, friends, 
baseball, you know, Roger Goodell, some of these clowns that uh, have things to say in basketball and baseball. And fo- I'm just not interested. No, thank you. Why would I? Why would I sit at home and pay to watch a millionaire play a game? Well, because I want to be entertained, not because I want to be schooled, not because I think your opinion matters. You, you, you don't have the same problems I have. You fly in private jets all over. You make uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars per game. You, you bounce a ball. You're not changing anybody's life. You're entertaining. That's nice. But you're not a brain surgeon, a heart surgeon. You're not a, a, a chemist, a nuclear physicist solving the world's energy problems. You play a game. And so I'm supposed to watch it while you disrespect my flag. No, thank you. I'm not interested. So what do they do? Symbolism over substance right in the Super Bowl. Now, I think they did it with all the other games. That's what I heard. But I know they piped in cheering into the home uh, stadium. So in other words, on your TV, when something would happen, depending on which team, they would go. So the crowd would roar, clap, gasp. And it was all phony. It was like uh, I Love Lucy's laugh track. Remember, they would play that on Happy Days or whatever in the old days. They did a little laugh track. Ha, 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 ha. And be the same people laughing over and over again. They did it on Seinfeld. They did it on Big Bang Theory. They might have had a live audience once, but then they recorded it and they played it. They decided which ones they really liked. Well, that's what they're doing to them, to sports. In the least watched Super Bowl, from what I understand, the least watched Super Bowl in the history, they made it sound like, well, of course, we just have to look like people are really there. So they put posters of people. They just have to look like they are sounding uh, and sound like they, they are entertained and interested. It's a laugh track. It's become fake. Fake cheering symbolism over substance. I think when you look overall, what are the biggest financial impacts for you when you're ready to retire? Taxes for sure. But taxes is a a big umbrella and it's going to catch everything under it, including this reparations without the logic that, by the way, just so you know, there's more Africans that uh, that, uh, have emigrated to the United States on purpose since the end of slavery. More have come here of their own free will. Listen, slavery was abhorrent. And and the largest, I think what, what we have, the largest slave uh, owner in history was a female black. Why isn't that taught? Slavery was, slaves were brought to this country. L- listen, this is a, a horrible chapter of American history. But you don't cover it up. You expose it. So we can learn from it. You don't make it up into something that it wasn't. You make it up into being as ugly and mean and and disrespectful to other human beings and anti-Christian and on and on. The abolitionist movement was real. But at the same time, if this country today is as bad as they say, why are Africans coming here on purpose? Why would uh, just about any nation... You can randomly go on the street and say, I'm going to exchange you. Somebody wants to leave the United States and come here. Would you be willing to exchange with all of the problems, all of the 
the downsides of the United States, would you be willing to give up what you have here in whichever country in Africa and come to the United States? I would bet my money, I'd probably bet my house that that person would change with you in a minute. So where do we see this stuff manifesting itself today? Symbolism over substance? Well, the Super Bowl, this laugh track. The ridiculousness of wearing masks. Wait, he said that. That's the new climate change denier, mask denier. I'm at 27, 27 physicians that I've spoken to. So far, four of them say you should wear a mask. I'm talking about privately, not publicly where they're going to lose their job or you're going to cancel them. Twitter, right? You're going to go after them. Charge your, your, you know, somebody sitting in their mother's basement. Write a review. And out comes this, the spewing of this disgusting hate and unwilling to be challenged or debated. And so you guys take him or her as serious. I'm just telling you what they said. They said, error. first of all, nobody was trained how to wear a mask. So they don't know how to wear it properly. That's number one. Number two is, if I'm telling you that the virus is on this side or that side of the mask, right? The side facing the person or away from the person. Then we just said that it captured the virus. It stopped it. Yay. Then you can't put that same mask in your purse or your pocket. You can't touch it with your hands. It has to be gloves taken off. Put in one of those red burn trash bags, right? Those incinerated bags, like you see infectious disease at hospitals. And then a new one puts on the next people you see, the next group. Look at a physician. They don't wear the same scrubs and mask from room to room to room. They take them off, put on new ones. They don't wear the same ones in surgery. They take them off and they put in new ones. And yet you're supposed to now wear two masks. What? So so you're telling me that we did nothing for the last 12 months? You've ruined businesses in America? Ruined relationships? Loved ones have passed away without being comforted by the, the family that they've cherished? And you're telling me that even now after a vaccine, they still have to be distant and not and, and, and wear a mask? So why did we do all of this? Everybody knows somebody that has had a loved one pass away from COVID. And when you dig a little deeper, like yesterday, yesterday I spoke to somebody. She said, uh, my best friend from when I was a little girl, their family member, this is somebody now in their probably late 30s, my best friend's family member passed away. And he was feeling sick for a while. Went to the doctor and he died a couple of days later. And the family, and he had COVID. But what they didn't say, it was all over you know, TV, of course, because the person was well known. What they didn't say is that he had leukemia. The stage four leukemia. So he had the bug, right? Just like you're probably walking around with a virus of some sort and your body's doing what it's supposed to do. It's defending it. But when we have medication to treat and everybody for political reasons are, are, I don't know, maybe it's 50% could be saved, 10% could be saved, whatever the number is, it's certainly tens of thousands of people. And then when they say now that you can't have a business or you have to wear a mask, and yet the mask, does it work or not work? The user error with it is, is off the charts. 
Isn't there, I mean, is anybody thinking about this? Symbolism over substance. Look at, and then they couch it. Look, just like the communists in, in Soviet Russia, they did this. They said it's for the betterment of everybody else. So you always thought what you were doing was for the betterment of the state, for everybody. So when you don't, which was the contrast to the United States, we were about the individual. You're supposed to say things that I don't agree with. That's what's protected. Why would we ever want to protect things that everybody agrees with? There's never a problem. There's no need. The First Amendment is the First Amendment. Most would say the most important. And religion and speech. If you can attack that, if you can remove that, then the rest of the amendments begin to fall. And we are about the individual. If you're sick, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. You want to dye your hair blue, dye your hair blue. We're about individuals. Do whatever you want. You want to stay home, stay home. You don't make people do things that, that, that so far for me, 24 out of 27 physicians, emergency doctors, infectious disease doctors, respiratory therapists, I can go on the different backgrounds, and they say, come on, they don't really work. We know it. It's, it's half, halfway, at least makes you feel good, is what they said. They said it feels like you can do something. And believe it or not, the psychiatrist in the story says that it's about group working together, feeling like they're making a difference. Symbolism over actually making a difference. And that was what the psychiatrist, the MD, who had studied in other areas as well, so I want to share this with you so that you at least think, don't become a pawn. Your job is not to bounce around society. It's to remember you have a retirement life to live, not a bedroom to lock yourself in, enjoying reasonable, reliable retirement income. Reliable retirement income is more than just waiting to die in a room. It's about living. Total Financial Solutions. TFS Financial Insurance Services. This is the Total Financial Hour. I'm Eric Hallaby, 888 retire Look forward to hearing from you. Have a good day. Learn about financial power.